welcome to Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. My name is Ryan Doze, and tonight I am joined by two of my absolute favorite people to just hang out with. So you get to listen to us hang out and talk comics tonight. So my friends joining me on this call are Will Rose, a, a an Across the Bifrost stalwart at this point. Will, what appearance is this for you? Like, if this was a comic book, we'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. I, if oh, I listen man. to this one, I'm collecting the what appearance of Will Rose. Uh, this is going to be legacy number um, 17. <laughs> I oh, I don't know why I expected you to, to say anything different than my legacy number is. And, uh, and our other guest is from Source Pages. Uh, the Reading Collective podcast, Haley Hobbs is back for her third appearance. Yeah, so, the issue where everything really starts to come together in the story. That's right. right. Not, it's not a filler issue. It's like never. things are happening. Never, never no, a filler It's like issue. the penultimate issue. That's right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's when big stuff is happening. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about Jason Aaron. Uh, as we're want to do on this podcast, we talk a lot about Jason Aaron on this podcast mm-hmm. because this year we've been going through his entire run of Thor. We've been doing our Jason Aaron retrospective, and I believe we're at part 12. This is part 12. and We're, wow. <laughs> we're going to get done before the end of the year. I have made like a pact with myself, uh, and I'm pretty sure Faz is going to make that legally binding somehow uh, yeah. that I cannot finish 2022 without having done the last issues of jason aaron writing thor we're uh we're close to the end and today we're starting actually a new volume uh jason Mm. aaron's one of the writers who he started i believe three different volumes of thor during his no hold on it's four he started four volumes of thor which is nuts and we're starting this new volume after the the fallout of our last volume which we ended in a fantastic conversation with jasmine estrada from marvel.com uh really from marvel everything she's uh, one of the producers and hosts <laughs> of marvel's pull list so um yeah she was awesome we talked about the death of the mighty thor so before we jumped into this one, I thought I would just ask my my friends on the call tonight, when you read The Death of the Mighty Thor for the first time, what were some of your thoughts? Haley, what was like going through your mind as you were like, oh, we've been invested in Jane for so long. Now what's going to happen? Yeah, I remember being very sad because you, it, mm. when you're reading all of her story, she's so thrilled and she's having so much fun being Thor with the juxtaposition being that she's incredibly sick and dying and so uh, you kind of feel like Thor when it's happening you're like no 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 you can't leave you can't leave we need you to stay and then you know we know what happens but yeah it's it's a sad story but it's one that ends with hope yeah there's a depth to it that I think Jason Aaron gets the depth of like death and grief and i remember when that happened um yeah like some of your listeners know that i'm a a lutheran pastor so i deal with people who are going through grief and do funerals and 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 like they're and but i'm also really active in in like the north carolina comic-con scene i've done panels and and i've done things and there was someone that i met through north carolina comic-con who read that issue and like texted me a picture of the dialogue of her dying and her talking about the weight of all that was happening he's like this Jason Aaron gets it and he's like this is good this is good stuff and I was like absolutely and it just kind of named some of the things that were 
that go with people when they wrestle with death and loss and, and grief, but so meaningful in terms of her sacrifice and what it means, what gods are worthy or not. Like, ah, oh, oh man, he just stuck the landing so hard when it comes right. to Jane's story arc and, and it couldn't have done it any better. So, so yeah, that, that's where I was. And I just, it, having relationships with folks in so many different, like, Venn diagrams of relationships. The fact right. that people were like texting me, knowing that I'm a comic book fan, and texting me pictures of the dialogue that Jason Aaron did, going, "What do you think of this?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, mm. this is it. This is on point." Was was pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I think what, what really like put these issues like in that upper echelon for me is after on the show we 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 spoke with Jason Aaron. He he mentioned the process by which he wrote those issues because his time on Thor was like still amping up. Like we haven't gotten to war of the realms yet. Um, we're like, I think in the Jason Aaron retrospective listeners, we were like two episodes away in our retrospective to get to war of the realms. So we're almost there. We're so close. <laughs> right. We've been talking about war of the realms for a long time. All year we've been talking about war of the realms. Um, and we're almost there. But I remember when Jason said that he cried writing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Russell Dodderman, the artist, cried penciling it. So, mm-hmm. like throughout the whole process of them putting together Jane's death and really her 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 magnum opus when it comes to the the, the thing she would be known for, um, they they were so emotionally invested. The character meant so much to them that they literally put their tears into yeah. into the the book. And um, I, I think that will always stick with me because that's something like you can't know just reading a comic. And that's why like, I mm-hmm. love talking about, about like how creations become creations with the creators. It's so awesome. Uh, so uh, yeah. yeah. And on top of that, like people are like, oh, you still collect comic books? You collect, you know, funny books for kids? And I'm like, no, have you read like... <laughs> <laughs> I read adult like, books for big- I read it. Come on, y'all. <laughs> like, I'm not a dog hater. I love dogs. <laughs> And I also love, and I love, and I love comics. And like, let me put this in your hands. This run of Jane Foster, and you tell me this is just the funny bits for kids. Like I like, yeah, like that. Talk about like a graphic novel or a story, a medium of storytelling. Yeah, with words for pictures. Like I, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. So, Mm. yeah, talk about the depth of story. Yeah. And I think um, I'm I'm right now uh, I'm like really into like shows like Rings of Power, House of the Dragon. I've been rewatching parts of Game of Thrones and I'm like, man, is Jason Aaron the closest thing to like a George R. R. Martin in modern comics writing where it's so it's so complex. But then when the story pieces come together in beautiful ways, you're like the unbeatable. It's unbeatable. That's why that's why will I'm really reserving my final like obviously it's not done yet, but I'm reserving my opinion on Jason's Avengers run until mm-hmm. it's all the way done. Yeah, because yeah, I have a I feeling agree. he's going to pull a master stroke at the end and it's going to be like, I'm an idiot forever doubting you. <laughs> right. But I'm with you. They're they so close to like, because when I my pull list, I'll if I add things, I have to drop things like this. I don't want to like 
have hundred dollars a week in comics. So like I, I, I have this rule. Don't, your pastoral salary doesn't allow that. Right, right. Continuing <laughs> education, continue education. Budget. Continuing education. Line item 9304. In professional our, development. Professional development. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Professional expenses. There's a, there's a start. <laughs> professional expenses for comic book. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like I, I've been tempted a, a few times to drop the image just because I'm like, all right, I see you. I know no shade on Jason. Right, Harris. we've talked about like, this. We've talked about this, but but I'm hanging in there and like well, what he's doing with um, Avengers Forever and seeing what Avengers was happening with Avengers, um, it's going to come together and he's going to it's going mm-hmm. to stick the landing again. I, I believe it, that. So it's so, so interesting to hear you two say that because when I first started reading, which was to come on your show, Ryan, the first time we did, I was like, this writing is very different. So Death of the Mighty Thor was a big pivotal moment in jason aaron's run obviously because he has been viewing the war of the realms through jane's eyes for a while now for a few years actually but now we restart this volume with thor number one the god of thunder reborn and thor is worthy again but there's a little bit of a of a caveat here thor is worthy (laughs) again but mjolnir kind of got chucked into the sun we don't have Mjolnir anymore. So Thor is on this hunt for all these different artifacts that have been scattered throughout the nine realms. He's trying to pick them back up and he's trying to put them back to where they should be. Um, and he's using a myriad of different hammers to do so. And they're all breaking. They're all, you know, nothing is really, he's worthy, but nothing's really going right. And so we jump into a story where, Thor is in Thailand on Midgard and he's running away from the disciples, the followers of the red God, AKA Sidorak, AKA uh, the juggernaut. Uh, man, as somebody, the- yeah. As somebody who like my first love in comics was the X-Men. Okay. And, and so like uncanny X-Men is what I collected as like a kid. And, and it was like what I used my allowance money to buy like on a spinner rack. Right. Um, so like to have Thor like stand up and like the juggernaut dwarfs Thor, like, <laughs> uh, like heads, heads above. And then to have this battle is like, this is the battle I wanted. I want to see them trade punches and see what happens. Right. It's, it's so he's, good. Juggernaut is inhumanly bigger than Thor. Yeah. Like he's not a human anymore. <laughs> Would you say he's a juggernaut? <laughs> Why do I fall for it every friggin' time? If it walks like a juggernaut and talks like a juggernaut, it must be. I <laughs> should I bow out here? <laughs> like, you can say the, we'll we'll allow it. The Will and Haley Comedy Hour will be right back. <laughs> so they 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 fight, and uh, Thor is getting he's getting a, a an artifact back from the Temple of Sidorak called the Warlock's Eye which the warlock's eye will come back into play later on in this story but then we kind of just settle into an issue where we're can i also share like it definitely had like indiana jones the temple oh it's totally it's all that it's It's temple Temple of doom he's running he's getting like it it is uh that that all those vibes were there if someone would have yelled dr jones at some point i would have i would just fallen over reading like it's (laughs) it's so perfect it's so perfect um the rest of the issue is kind of settling into like okay um since we last left you know jane they defeat mangog and you know jane's resurrected by odin and thor like since all that where is everybody where are all of our main players so most of issue one is kind of figuring out who's where and who's up to what 
And the, the issue goes through a few paces of that. Uh, but then the first issue ends with Thor and Loki uh, teaming up slash like kind of hesitantly like going on an adventure together. Uh, Loki was going to send Thor on an adventure, but Thor's like, nope, I know how this goes. And he, he, he like he, he uh, yeeted him into into Niflheim with them. They show up and wouldn't you know? King Balder, the king of the dead, is there and he's like, Hey, we got to roll. And he's in a giant ass monster truck. And it's like, none of this makes sense, but mm-hmm. I'm on board with it. So, um, so yeah, this first issue is kind of kind of crazy. It's, it's setting the foundation for what this new volume is going to be. Um, but guys, like, I, what did you think of the first issue? Uh, was this, uh, was this a first time occurrence for you reading this one? I'm I'm not I'm never sure how much Thor people have read so I'm just uh, I'm curious. First time for me and I was like what in the Bifrost has Ryan told me to read this week? <laughs> I've been getting that a lot lately. <laughs> but will super th- fun. Will this was you were revisiting this one, correct? Yeah, yeah. So this was on my pull list back in the day, back in 2018, in the before times. All the, all the I way. was, I was, it was on my pull list way back when, um, and and I definitely was. That was in pull list. I was collecting issue by issue, and it's buried in a long box somewhere in in my closet. But so pulling up and, and revisiting it, um, I even thought about like digging digging out the single issues. But I was like, nah, it's gonna take a while to dig and find this. But but I. Bar in your app. I was able to reread. I, I will say, like the art. I'm glad that it was um, different from the other issues. Very like it's definitely very different. But this particular issue was great. Like Del Mundo, is that? Yep, Mike Del Mundo. Yeah, Mike Del Mundo. Um, great. The other issues seemed real busy to me, and it was hard for me to follow. <laughs> the like in issues two, three, and four. I will say there there's something about that style that um oh man i'm not trying to throw shade at all it's fantastic art man fan great stuff but for my way it fits my eye and the art that i like it was a little distracting in places i was trying to figure out what was going on but the first issue was refreshing yeah trying to figure out where they're going the other issues was a little it's a little hard for me for my eye to follow but it was great revisiting and seeing because it is like it's colorful. It's like graffiti. It's like you're reading graffiti right. on like a mm-hmm. New York subway and trying to figure out what what's going on in a story. So that's, that's so what's going on. But but yeah, if you're gonna like Jane has died and you're gonna do a different story and bring all of like the best of you can bring a best of album back for for Thor, then bring back his bros. I mean, his friends and, and with Loki style art Loki like okay let's do this if you're going to soothe my grief by missing Jane this is how you do it by distracting me with bright colors and shiny things mm-hmm. what are you a cat <laughs> like, no, no, uh, I like dogs, dogs. I like dogs yeah right he likes like. dogs everybody thank you um, yes so there is that you're right Mike Del Mundo very different style than Russell Dodderman, very different style. Even he's he's much. I would compare him more like Assad Ribic, but he's even very different than Assad Ribic in his style. And what I love about what I love about Jason Aaron's run is the art is so distinctive between different artists. Like they didn't go with the same cookie cutter kind of like house style for every single arc and every single run. Like they're. Del Mundo is one of those artists where 
you can probably now look at a comic of his and be like, that's a Mike Del Mundo comic right there. And you don't really get confused because like that he has a very specific style. Same way with Asad Rivik. It's like that is Asad Rivik's style. And no one really does it like him. If they do, they don't do it as well as him. Um, and I I really, really enjoyed uh I really enjoyed Del Mundo's style after. I had kind of grown up a little bit and matured as a reader because initially I was like, this is so weird because it's not house style at all. Um, I I was kind of like, this is so weird. Like I can't read this. It's confusing. And now I look back, I'm like, I did not understand art flow. I didn't understand how comics like are supposed to be read as a medium. Uh, And uh, now I very much more appreciate Mike Del Mundo as an artist. Um, and it's so funny that like it distracted Will. It helped me because really? I, I struggle sometimes with Jason Aaron's writing style. It's not linear. Um, and so yeah, maybe I just have really bad reading comprehension at 33 years old, but <laughs> when I'll read the you know dialogue and then I'll stop and I'll look at the the page and the illustrations and I'm like, oh, okay. So this is that person's there and this person's there. Okay. Now I kind of understand what this circle of crazy is all right. about circle of crazy it was a yes. circle of crazy in these yeah. issues <laughs> mm-hmm. in uh in issue number two we just uh we'll just overview it and then uh we'll we'll get uh we'll just have a uh a a a, a circular conversation around uh this issue they we we kind of settle back into niflheim and we we kind of get a glimpse a hint that something is on this train that's going throughout Niflheim, and uh, this person is narrating the the um, the disappointment they have with their their fall from grace. So we'll put it that way. And the queen, of, we find out that the queen of cinders has declared war against Niflheim. She's going to destroy the land of the dead, and she's one of those people that's working for Malekith, kind of like spreading this war of the realms throughout uh the entire uh the nine worlds the ten worlds now i guess um and <laughs> at the end of the issue there's a, a of course because it's a marvel comic there's a kerfuffle at some point in the uh episode and we find out that the person on the train is hella formerly the queen of the dead the goddess of death in the uh, norse pantheon in marvel comics and we we see fenris there and we uh we know that things are about to get a lot that we're going to escalate i i i do i do kind of notice that about jason aaron comics like they escalate like the first three or three or four issues of a run they'll just escalate 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 then we'll have the the conflict and then we'll have the like (laughs) the beginning of the last issue is kind of a conflict but then most of it's fallout it's it's maybe it's not formulaic it's just like it's just how he writes jason aaron formula the jason aaron formula right um (laughs) but this second issue the inclusion of hella we haven't really seen a lot of hella in jason aaron's run up to now um thoughts on the the second issue i I thought it was it was almost like a train heist Uh, it was like a train (laughs) breakout uh like a like a prison movie but on a train which i found kind of interesting yeah, you know, you think of Norse mythology and you don't think of like monster trucks and trains. Really? Because you know? that's the like, first thing I think of. I, that's the first thing you think of. Well, we're a little different then. Uh, but like, <laughs> oh, thank I, you. Um, um, 
Yeah, so that's not so so that's a little jarring, but it but is 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 fun. And it's like, yeah, coming off Jane's death and the grief of that, I think Jake Shane was like, I'm gonna throw just everything. Shit's gonna hit the fan. We're just gonna throw Tons everything at this. We're just who who is in this pantheon of favorite characters? I'm just gonna throw them all in and, and see what happens. And like Hella on the back of fairness is is like like so awesome. It's kind of like it would be like me on riding in at the end of our MCU draft, riding on the back of like Lucky Pizza Dog. Because like, we love blazing, dogs. Because we love dogs, like yeah. riding in, like taking names. It's like your apology tour. Apology for something you didn't apologize. do wrong. Furnace is like a it's like a big dog, but it's like a like demon wolf. But like that's <laughs> it's like a big dog. I love that dog too. It's also Loki's yeah. son. Fenris is Loki's son, which is that's right. I mean that's a that's a mythology. Yeah, Uncle Thor. Yeah. Uncle as Thor. we see later. Yeah. Uncle so, Thor. Uh, but, so yeah, it's fun. It's like he's just throwing everything in, and with the oh yeah. art, everything. We're just like, I'm in for the ride, and let's have fun with it. Haley, do you have any uh, thoughts on issue two as we just ramp up? Or I mean, it's it's playing the it's middle a hot part mess, quite literally. It is because yeah. you know Cinder has this like toasty hell meeting going on where she's trying <laughs> to get everybody ramped up to go after all the odinson brothers and thori falls for a t-rex you know i mean it's just it's utter chaos all the all the grossest darkest most terrible people in niflheim this the queen of cinders is like hey either you're with me or you're against me and some of them choose to go with her some of them choose to be against her and the people that choose to go against her end up i don't know double dead yeah like they're like, already dead like like extremely it's, dead yeah it needs like, to be extreme because like, that's how the style is right <laughs> they're like mega dead um yeah. and then in the uh the third issue we are uh <laughs> we have a wedding going on um because the way that Hela is going to try to reunite kind of her, her rule over, I can't believe I'm saying these things, uh, that she's going to reassert her rule over Niflheim is she is going to marry herself to Balder, the king of the king of the dead. And uh, there's a character that is floating around here, uh, like Scourge is here, Tyr, uh, the god of war is here. Um, but also Carnilla, the queen of the Norns is here. And if you remember way, way back, Carnilla died in thor issue number 700 and she died defending uh defending the world tree defending them against the dark elves she actually goes out quite heroically and she has always had a thing for balder always 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 it's you know it's kind of one of the mainstays in thor comics is that you know balder's always going to fall for carnilla and carnilla's always going to love balder and Carnilla is not really like down for this plan that Balder would marry Hela in this black wedding of death. Uh, but it's kind of the best thing for them to do, you know, politically to get, you know, the throne away from the Queen of Cinders. Uh, well, too bad that Fenris kind of breaks up the wedding. Thor fights him and there's this huge big battle. Uh, they they don't really they don't really go through with this version of the wedding but we 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 get a another thing that comes around uh, at the end but then uh, at the end of course because there's got to be a big reveal at the end thanos shows up <laughs> hey why the hell if there aren't enough characters and not enough things right. yeah. let's, let's throw here's the mad thanos, titan the mad 
<laughs> the, and, the god and, of death on it, there there is so back in uh again i'm throwing a lot of things at you today listeners but i i hey I, that's I gotta, the comic that's the comic it, just it is, it is. Everything at you. And thanos thanos was actually a big part of the unworthy thor limited series and mm-hmm. in that series he makes a deal with hella Hela's like hey I can help you with your like your thing you're working on if you help me with my thing. And Hella's thing is taking back taking back Niflheim, taking back Hell. And Thanos is like, sure, we'll do this. Like it'll be great. They kiss. It's really weird. Um, but then, but then he shows up at the end of this one right after something else has happened. Loki has killed Thor, and. There's like a very a trickstery, re- obviously because Loki's the god of god of mischief. He stabs Thor so that Thor can go to Valhalla, and he can get the Valkyrie and the Einherjar, which are the 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 honored dead in Norse mythology and in Marvel comics. He can get them to come and join their fight in hell against the dead and against the Queen of Cinders. So that's where Thor's at. But then Thanos shows up. And we jump right into issue four. <laughs> like, Wait, I do want to say I love, love, loved the cover art of number three yeah. because it's like yes. this funny biblical homage where Thor and Loki are like bowing down to Hela. It's uh, like she's Jesus. It was amazing. It's a yeah. great rendering yeah. of Hela. Like it, she looks awesome on this cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of the you know the 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 headdress that you know. All right, so the- remind me, like what? Thor Ragnarok, did yes. this happen around the same time? 2018. Let's see. Ragnarok was 2017. Yeah, so this would have been after. Yeah, so it's like, all right, Hello's a big part of Ragnarok mm-hmm. and all that, and here we go. Yep. We're gonna like now. Do you remember her from the movie? Did you like her? We're here hopping. Yeah, she's Marvel. in the Mar- comics too. Hey, <laughs> come check this out. Look at this cover. Like it's gonna grab your attention. She but, likes but, dogs. Yeah. She has Ventress. <laughs> she does, and and the, that was in the movie too. Remember that? <laughs> oh um, my gosh. So so like Marvel's pretty good at that synchronicity of like the movies and the comics and trying to get people to jump in and spend some money on these right. Stuff. It, it is um, it is funny when people are like oh there's a movie coming out so i guess we're gonna do a comic about them I'm like yeah yeah of course wow. we that's are. how you make Let's money like that's what you do are you allergic Smart. to money <laughs> are you Smart. allergic to money take notes dc <laughs> take notes warner brothers and dc like oh. come on um well we can't we can't Whoa. Whoa, can't cross that sorry, river sorry y'all sorry y'all because then before I you know what before you know my I'm... online trolls thinking that i'm dog haters now i can think i'm dc hater but i'm not i like dc come on oh you're man. the sleeper agent that's been, the sleeper <laughs> been here agent. to take over the show for dc Golly. comics the whole time i like nightwing a lot um don't if if you go down the route of, of tom, tom taylor Taylor's let's nightwing. do it tom taylor nightwing you want to talk about it's it so good <laughs> so good um anyway sorry that no get we'll just ignore that this is a comics podcast and so we're just gonna let you like splinter off and it is it is and uh anytime i can bring up tom taylor i'm i'm pretty happy with it what if you Um, wrote thor one day what if you wrote thor i actually no so you know what we're gonna talk about this now will because we (laughs) talked about it briefly in our in our most worthy group chat um where (laughs) You had sent me uh, something, a, a post from uh, Bilquis uh, Evely. Yes. Um, the sh- phenomenal artist that did uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. 
and my dr- my dr- currently Haley, do you know of this? Team. I don't. I we I don't get into DC too much, but we do. Okay, okay, we, okay, we, okay. Here's what it is. I, okay, here we go. Phenomenal. Like if you guys would do like a source page of like um Supergirl and did Tom Tom King and Bill was Evely Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. It is it is phenomenal. It's my favorite comic book of last year or this year. Maybe it was nominated for for an Eisner. For an Eisner, Um, I I can't recommend it enough. So write that down. I think I would love love to talk about with y'all. Tom King and Bill Quist were nominated individually, and then I think the book itself was nominated. Right. So it was very highly um highly acclaimed acclaimed. Mm -hmm. but my current like dream team on thor i i I love donnie's thor i love nick klein like i don't want them to leave but if like we could do another thor book that's torin grumbeck uh writing and bill quist evely drawing Uh, come on take my money take my money for gonna do it uh like seriously i but i thought about that the other day will and i got very distracted (laughs) yeah i was like Torn and Bilquis writing, writing, uh, and creating Thor would just like. I think we can make that happen. Over the I think moon. Our over influence, moon. our tens of followers will. We can, yeah, we can, yeah. do it. we can rally we'll, them together. We'll rally the Bifrost army and yeah. uh, make it happen. But anyway, we are <laughs> jumping back into our Jason. Aaron back to legacy number uh, seven ten of <laughs> Thor. <laughs> I do so. The fourth issue in this arc is the also the final arc, a final issue in this arc of the the god uh, the god of thunder reborn where we're kind of seeing this culmination of the battle for for niflheim and the battle against the queen of cinders i love this cover so much mm-hmm. i have this as a single issue and it like it is so like it, this is like thor ragnarok as a cover mm-hmm. like, that, that was the vibes it gave me mm-hmm. from the colors and the Valkyrie charging into, you know, this big exaggerated uh, depiction of the queen of cinders face. Uh, and the Thor masthead is melting into her crown. Um, I loved this cover so much, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, and it's the, the, the thing on the, on the cover says the fight of the Valkyries. Uh, so uh, the, yeah, when the, I first read that, I thought that was Jane. Like I thought it like, is it, oh, is, you know, I was no. like, oh, is he revisiting Jane who died well, and like Jane's I, actually at this point, Jane's not Valkyrie yet. Right, right. But that so, like when I reread it, I was like, oh, oh man, is this Jane? So I kind of forgotten that. But that but yeah, that whole like scheme of like dying so you could go recruit the dead to come back and fight. So it's like eh, very talking, very, very talking, but um good stuff. And this issue is called War is Hell. Mm-hmm. and uh of course it's spelled like you know like jason does it he doesn't spell hell with double l's because that <laughs> wouldn't be very norse mythology of, no, of him we're not biblical so, we're being norse yeah so. yeah um so this issue is kind of your uh your your classic like big fight lots is going on um lots of different like there's a lot of different people pairing off to fight because you've got um you've got thori involved you've got the queen of cinders involved you know thor the valkyrie loki scourge everybody's involved carnilla balder and we get to the 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 culmination of the fight and what thor does i thought this was so cool like we got to post this on our social media thor <laughs> takes Hela's crown for a moment and he becomes the king of the dead 
um, the the user of the Death Storm, which one of the things that Jason does the best is those like very descriptive over the top like the death storm it's like yeah. never going to come back to <laughs> out that. of this world unnecessary right it's unnecessary so cool. <laughs> hyperbole of yeah. everything like it was it was maybe at its zenith as its, its highest point when faz and i covered the war thor story <laughs> when he was like i'm the god of the blood storm and i you know i i have a thousand rages within me it's like this is like a metal album come to yeah. life and uh yeah i thought like when thor gets the cr- the crown uh the crown it of hell and he puts awesome. it on it was so it's like got, like fire dripping off of it I, and it just looks badass uh, i gotta pull i gotta pull that up right now just to look at it it like it's it's just so bizarre and so weird because like i've never seen thor this way mm-hmm. like he's never had that you know I, according to my memory he's never had that before like i don't remember that it was just so cool and so different but then he immediately gives it back up he gives it back to hella and we uh something happens with balder because carnilla has a moment where she realizes that um because she loves balder so much she wants him to go back and get in the fight so she takes his place Carnilla takes his place and kind of like she kind of like yeets Balder back into the real world. Yeah. And then Carnilla. Well, she makes that pact with Loki. Right, right. And Carnilla takes Balder's place and she's the one that ends up uh, ends up marrying Hela. So they are the queens of hell at this point, which is badass. Which really so is. so there's there's a few more things I want to wrap up with this part of the story, but like that like the idea of like Carnella and Hella being like you like being fused together in this union as the queens of hell, like <laughs> that was so beyond badass. <laughs> it's like totally a marriage of convenience, but that's okay. Right, so like they don't actually love each were. other at all. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're oh ever going to be metal, like if Jason Aaron like goes full metal, that's that's pretty metal. Oh man, it was uh, I just I thought it was so cool because they both got like the really ornate headdresses that they're known mm-hmm. for, and they're just like uh, what what is it? They say um, the 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 undead the undead officiant uh, yeah. says, "I now pronounce you." Uh, queens of hell hella says congratulations dear wife good luck surviving the honeymoon and carnilla says you can keep your luck hella i prefer a good sword (laughs) so like this is so game of thrones this is so game of thrones what they did here that's why like i just love when jason does this stuff it's so outlandish it's so weird it's so like i didn't see it coming um and i'm just like i i i've forgotten where we even go from here and i i'm so excited um but uh yeah some other stuff happens at the end you know of uh, of this uh of this arc where we go back to thor's boat in the new jersey harbor uh you know just just his boat like you know and his um, go boat. and they realize that loki has stolen the warlock's eye and uh yeah we've got kind of a, of a cliffhanger there and um, we're not really sure what to do. The, the, this part ends with, I have meat in my belly and valiant comrades by my side in old Asgard, more hammers are being forged. I war looms, but let it come for I will be here and I will ever be Thor. So 
Thor knows that more stuff is coming, but he's not really that worried about it because, you know, Thor is not really a kind of character to worry about stuff. Um, but that ends the the God of Thunder Reborn story. We do have a little bit more we're going to talk about after our break, but I want to ask uh, ask my friends like this this arc. What did you think? What did you honestly think about this arc? Jumping into a new artist, a new a new numbering. You know, outside of the legacy numbering, well, we get it, mm-hmm, we get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, how did how, this? continuation of jason's grand epic um what 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 did we feel about this part of the story remember that time in um in game when thor through his grief it has like a beer bell and he's playing video games and he's like hanging out with his friends and he's just like look this is um jason air working out his grief from killing off jay he's hanging out with friends playing video games getting a beer gut because he's just like let's just have fun and we're going to just like blow this up with a lot of metal stuff and like right. forget that. Cause he really went deep and went and went with like some really deep, you know, authentic questions about life and death and the meaning of, of all things in his Jane arc. And then like, here's like, let's just like throw every character into this like um, tumbleweed of colors yeah. and inks and let, and let it, let it just go. Um, yeah. And, and so Rather that's than what I sending felt. him on like a solo adventure for him to wallow in his grief or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He, right. Here he's surrounded by family and friends, kind of, yeah. kind of family, kind of friends, and and you know, just making shit happen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, he's you know, at the end of the day, Thor's still got a Thor. Like this Thor's is like it, Thor Thor's going to Thor War. Thor going. <laughs> it's what we would. That's call... the name of this episode. That's the name of this episode. Thor going to Thor. Okay, sorry. I'm not trying. Right, to no, I have to edit that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but honestly, this was a classic Thor adventure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all right, because of the movie. Oh, oh I, I get it. I see um, there. Classic Thor adventure. And uh, yeah, that's the only the first part of what we're going to talk about on this episode today because there's a second story in this uh this volume because we've been doing them by the trade paperback volume where we're going to cover issues five and six and a little part of issue one that we didn't talk about but we're going to do that after this very brief break while we take this break to get some refills and will just wants to go pet his dog uh because i i don't know if you've noticed everybody he loves dogs um while we do that we also want to take this time to remind you that we do have a patreon you can for a few bucks a month join the thor core and get early episodes bonus episodes and just help support the show keep it going and also you can go follow our sister show marvel spotlight this season we're talking about warlock and namor you can go support us over there there's a link in the episode description for both the thor core on patreon and marvel spotlight two other things that we really love and care about and there are ways that you can get more of this type of character-based content we would love for you to consider joining thorcore today or checking out marvel spotlight either is a great way to support us and we just hope that you get more out of this experience thank you for listening and supporting us as much as you already have so we'll release you back to the rest of our episode with Haley and will enjoy 
Okay, we're back. And we're going to talk about a, we're going to jump ahead in the timeline. We're going to revisit Old Man Thor. Old Man King Thor. Is My favorite. And yes. I'll be honest, this was my favorite part of rereading these because issues five and six are insane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so much like this is this is like Jason Aaron at his best. Like this is like it may be like some other like writer would have been like, oh, it's kind of a run of the mill, like old man, like story. Like, let's not go too crazy with it. Jason's like, throw that script out the window. Like, (laughs) I'm going to go as crazy as I possibly can with it. So. If you thought the last arc was crazy, yeah. wait till you read these two issues. No, it's Thor's gonna it's, Thor and Jason Aaron's gonna Jason Aaron. Yeah, Jason Aaron is going to Jason there's, Aaron. And there's, your there's your title. There's your title. There's your title. There's your title here. You're killing me. <laughs> In issue five, we start with a conversation between Thor and Wolverine. They're just having a beer together. And then uh, um, some this is a like a, a modern day like a non old man version of both of them they're having a beer together and some unfortunate robbers come in and they're like <laughs> busting up the bank or busting up the bar it's and like, they're like boy did you pick a wrong you bar pick the wrong bar um <laughs> uh, and i love that this is this is still will's bar this is will moss's bar inside the marvel universe so this is the bar where like jason aaron had all the creators of the book sitting having a beer together russell dodderman's looking at the pan he's looking at the reader as you're 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 reading through but then we jump ahead and wait can i just say like for a yeah. second like jason aaron's if you're doing jason in retrospect his first entryway into the marvel universe was a short story a right. wolverine short story so they had like a contest like hey do you want to be a writer for marvel submit your story arc well he won this contest to do this like short story of about wolverine so i think it's pretty cool that like what he's known for for his long term thor run is that now he gets to combine and here is thor and wolverine sitting at the bar having a beer together right talking about their favorite things and so like as i'm reading this remembering like through interviews and hearing jason Aaron talk about his entryway and gateway into marvel comic or just writing comics like Wolverine was like the first character he ever wrote. And here he is like hanging out with a with Thor, having a beer together. And then you have old man Phoenix Wolverine. And then you have old man <laughs> like uh Thor battling it out. I'm like, man, this is like it comes full circle. And if you would have told like young Jason Aaron, like one day you're gonna write <laughs> these characters in this with this art. And like, come on, like Christian Ward's art. Are you kidding me? Like I was gonna is- get to that okay Ooh boy yeah yeah don't want to let's just you. jump into it now because christian ward was not an artist i knew before yeah. reading these issues and he hit a grand slam it's incredible like incredible and and this is where this is where the color the color artist is so important because like th- there's so many colors mm-hmm. in this that they're just jumping off the page and I feel like um, I try to get, I believe Christian Ward did do his own. Yeah. He did do his own colors on this. Wow. So he's doing all of this and it's kind of one of the best guest spots in Jason Aaron's run. If not mm-hmm. the best guest spot that it is such a dynamic comic and it never lets you go. It ne- not for once does it slow down and kind of let you breathe. It keeps kind of like a death grip 
on your attention and it just keeps pushing the story forward because like will said when we get rid of the and we get get rid of when we get through the bar scene sorry i was so excited to get to the other the other aspects of the story. <laughs> thor and wolverine start to fight and it is incredible mm-hmm. like imagine wolverine old man wolverine with the power of the phoenix force mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. fighting thor who is old king thor like he's still like he's still got it kind of you know kind of guy and they just they go at each other so like so intense it was really hard to pick favorite panels here because it was like okay it'd be easier for me to tell you which panels weren't awesome but did you guys have like a part in these in this fight that like stuck out to you um, as they're just going back and forth and back and forth, um, trash talking each other like you expect <laughs> Thor and Wolverine to do? Yeah, when he pulls out his flaming claws. I was yes. like, this is sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. The dialogue Beams too, of fire. You know? Yeah. <laughs> The dialogue of Logan kind of he's blaming Thor he's you know like you didn't let this die things have a natural life they need to die you and I don't have natural lives we don't get to die and you should allow things that are supposed to to go but Thor just can't do that yeah yeah that's that's yeah I I was gonna bring that up too like again you know this is just the funny bits for kids right no like there's deep <laughs> philosophical questions of like the meaning of life and death and like yeah. um space ronin or like phoenix wolverine is like hey why are you creating a new midgard only to let it die and suffer again so again these questions of like unjust suffering and what's worthy or not like why are you doing this all over again just so people can suffer like those are legit questions and like yeah, so like, yeah, you have, yeah. and again, my first love of comics, X-Men, Wolverine, Phoenix, the death of Phoenix, yeah. his love, his, the tension between him, Cyclops and, and Jean Grey, and then he, what, he's possessed by Phoenix, so why would, yeah, he was in love with Jean Grey and the Phoenix and had deep grief with that death, here he is like fused with the Phoenix force, and, and he has got flaming wings and flaming claws, and they go at it, like, it's- come on. At it one like, point, he's referred to as the cosmic berserker. Cosmic yes. berserker. Like, awesome. Here's the thing, here's the great thing about like how Jason uses the English language. He puts words together. You don't even really know the full scope of what the words mean as they're mm-hmm. joined together, but they just sound beyond epic. Mm-hmm. Like referring to old man Logan as the cosmic berserker, it was just like, well, if this were a movie. I'd I'd put my money down again. Like I'll I'll take one more for for Phoenix versus Old Man Thor, please. Um, and that's yeah, he'll do that, that again in the next issue. We'll talk about that in a minute. But he does oh. these play on words and like this mashup, it, crazy metal thing. It's again, this is where I feel like the the Old Man Thor stories are really where I think Jason Aaron's run isn't. Um, like a lot of times when you talk about Jason Aaron's run on the surface level, you'll talk about god butcher you'll talk about jane and that uh, rightly so but on that next level it's like you'll talk about thor being unworthy and the the nick fury original sin thing you'll talk about war of the realms i think on that third maybe very underappreciated level is the old man thor stories yeah i want like 
I, I wonder if there's a bit out there or maybe this is an, a, a interest, interesting enough to get its own thing, but like, I would love like an old man Thor omnibus, like where it's just the old man Thor parts and read it all as one, you know, the, 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 the goddesses of thunder, his granddaughters and, you know, all the different sh- showdowns he has. With That's these. Thor six. That's your movie Thor six, like Thor mm-hmm. five. We can do like Hercules up against Thor, but Thor six, can we do old? I mean, they already yes. did Logan. They did Logan out there and it was like, old man thor would kick so much ass yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> well and to your point ryan they kind of get buried because he jumps around in these right. stories and so you you're like oh, okay now we're back with old man thor again but they are some of the deepest and most uh question you know you ponder a lot thinking right. about what old man old no, king thor has done totally because i i think one of the things that you know, wolverine brings it up several times in issue five like you should have let this die like it, it it ran its course and uh it's just funny he's talking about letting things die as he is the phoenix the yeah. phoenix historically doesn't die and logan's like you know what 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 you guys said earlier like wolverine realizes like he and thor are not natural they're not normal they're not part of the normal order of things but when thor in his in his own thought in his own heart wanted to rebuild and regrow midgard he did that for a good reason but didn't really realize that it could have negative ramifications and wolverine's like hey maybe midgard was supposed to die in fact yeah midgard was supposed to die and you didn't let it just die and sometimes i think that is a maybe an underlying theme in thor comics is sometimes because of his personality thor does not leave well enough alone mm-hmm. he doesn't accept defeat very easily um in fact he may be he's one of the most stubborn heroes because he just like if he if he feels like he has to keep on fighting he'll keep on fighting uh with really not a lot of thought given to the recourse of like should i be fighting anymore and i think that is something that wolverine brings up because wolverine is he's i think it's fair to say wolverine is a pessimist like he's always going to see the glasses half empty yeah bub you darn right bub um <laughs> and i think in his own way thor sees things as half full and he's like how can i how can i save the day how can i be the one that all this hinges upon um and he takes so much weight uh, literally in this in these old man stories he takes the weight of the worlds on his shoulders and he says, no, I've got to rebuild it. Where Wolverine said, no, you should have let it die. So I, I, I love I love these old man stories. And, um, and uh, there's, there's a part at the end where we see the, the goddesses of thunder. They, they know that a, 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 an evil is coming. A darkness is coming. A, another enemy is coming. And you're not like, what is like, Galactus is dead. Like we got the whole thing going on with ego and we'll, we'll get to the part with, with ego, the necro, e- ego, the necro world. It's like, come interlude. on, Jason <laughs> interlude, just an interlude. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that at the end because that is where the story ends with like the thing that's happening to ego this whole time. But the goddesses of thunder, they fight Fing Fang Foom and a bunch of like monsters of the month. Uh, and they're like, no, 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 we're not the bad guys we're the heralds of the bad guy Mm. and then at the end we see dr freaking doom (laughs) 
like descend from from this this beam of light and he's got the powers of star brand he's got the powers of dr strange the iron fist and he's like he is he's almost, all of it all of it all of it he's, like, he, he's yeah. an entire like age of conscious crazy <laughs> age of and and fing fang foom actually says about him as he as he descends at the end this last page of, of issue five he says he is the fist of iron the star brand supreme the master of mystic vengeance right he's what? he's also the spirit of vengeance the wait, wait, let's go back and talk about that phrase the master of mystic vengeance yeah he put those words together squishing them together he's it's efficient it's efficient master <laughs> of mystic vengeance He's going to be the name of my next dog, by the way. When the next dog, after Woody passes away, I'm going to name oh my gosh, my Will. Master of Mystic Vengeance. Right. Fing <laughs> Fang Foom finishes with, he is doom. Kneel before his omnipotence and despair hmm. to be continued. <laughs> Can you imagine reading that at the end of the year? You're, you're, just, you're just getting your funny books for the week. And you're like, <laughs> I got to wait a whole month. <laughs> Yep. A whole freaking month. Yep. Uh, but then issue six. Um, I mean, issue six like takes what issue five did, amps it up, like, and makes it almost like this high fantasy epic. Um, like, yeah, it's like a really cool fight in five with Phoenix and Thor fighting, and then you see Doom at the end. And it's like, oh, cool. But then Jason does one of the things that he's that I believe he's best at. He creates lore in such an efficient way. He creates like this, this, um, this history within a book that you feel like you're like, oh man, I've been reading about this forever. It's like, oh no, no, that was just two pages. <laughs> um, and he builds, he builds lore so quickly. Um, Doom fights the, the daughters of uh, the goddesses of thunder. And what we didn't realize was that the, uh, the people that Thor had created to repopulate Midgard, they are on Latveria and doom takes it as an insult that they would even they would even dare to to enter enter latveria even even though this is not the midgard that we know this is a new midgard and uh doom says like your ashes aren't good enough to be here it's like that's intense um but then he he tries to incinerate them all and the the people the people that thor created they stand up for for thor they stand up for their god and um, Doom, as Doom is uh, planning on incinerating them all, uh, we we see that you know uh, Thor shows up, and uh, they they commence to fighting like crazy. Like th this fight, Haley, Will, this fight. What were some of your favorite points? Your your high points of this this like colorful menagerie of action <laughs> that we get? Yeah, who's the colorist? Like Christian Ward is the artist, but like. Who's well, he's the credited they as deserve the an guest Eisen. artist. They deserve so, an Eiser. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a. He's credited as the guest artist, so I'm just assuming that maybe he did all of his own art. Right. I mean, it's, oh, it's so good. It's so freaking good. I love the part where Doom uses the spirit of vengeance on Thor, and oh, the words mm -hmm. that Jason Aaron uses. Um, and you remind me, Ryan, because you have it open, but it's basically yes. like I'm going to take all of your, all of the hurt. That you've inflicted throughout your entire existence which is so, uh, so long listeners 
I will I will I will share with you the parts that Haley is referring to because because Doom has the powers of the spirit of vengeance and he is essentially the ghost rider at this point he has a, 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 an ability uh, called the penance stare which the penance stare is like one of the most like OP things in the Marvel universe so here's here's the part that Haley is referring to um where Dr. Doom says and how about you, Asgardian? Let's see how being burned from the inside when you gaze upon the face of Doom and Doom takes off his mask, which, you know, is one of the one of those things like, you know, when people see Doom's face, it's a it's a big deal. Um, but the narrator says it had once been called the penance stare, the weapon of the ghost rider used to force a soul to feel the fire of its every sin every pain you've ever wrongfully inflicted upon another exploding through you all at once for a mere mortal the effects would prove quite agonizing and thor is kind of like he's got like sorrowful eyes he's like no 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 and then christian ward goes absolutely crazy drawing this like agonized thor as he's like it almost looks like he's being pulled apart yeah. and the narrator continues for a god not to mention the oldest God who ever lived. There are no words to describe the suffering, only screams and tears. Yeah. And so think like, about the kind of pain that think about when you like you do something wrong, you feel bad about it. Well, now you've multiplied it by a gazillion. And that's yeah. what Thor is having to go through. I'm like, that is dark, cold yeah. and agonizing. <laughs> it's uh, it's just incredible. Uh, the, and at this point, just so you know, uh, listeners, because uh, we're jumping around here a little bit, where's Wolverine? Well, Wolverine, uh, according to Doom, that the Phoenix, even though it's it's personified as complete fire, it can also be burned. So Doom destroys Wolverine. But what's one of the things Wolverine is really known for doing? He tends to come back. He tends to grow back no matter what. So mm. as Thor is kind of dealing with the effects of the penance stare, Wolverine comes back as a skeleton <laughs> and he begins to fight Doom again. Like it's just, it's, it's just insanity on top of insanity off on top of insanity and Thor and he fight and Thor, Thor is Wolverine basically sacrifices himself and all of his essence, the Phoenix force, everything is imbued into Mjolnir. And Thor uses this one last ditch effort to bury doom into the center of a volcano. He creates this molten like prison around him with the, the power of the hammer. And here's where Jason does what I, what I said at the beginning of this issue, he does the quick world building. He does the, the, the deep lore kind of dump, but it, it feels so efficient. This this uh this prison that he creates for doom he says that um uh that you know, the world kept on kept on going around him that day turned to night and night turned to day and still the battle raged within the earth for many years to come there would be fiery earthquakes and volcanoes that spewed lightning and roars of and loud roars enough to crumble mountains but life would endure generations would come and go again they're still fighting generations would come and go 
never <laughs> knowing a world that wasn't roaring and cracking apart, never knowing a night without screams from the deep below. The gardens were tended, the stars stayed lit while the universe crept closer and closer to its end. Again, still fighting. They said even deep within the earth, Thor could feel it, the earth clinging to life and the end of time. He clung to that life too, and the world became Thor's mightiest hammer. He uses the whole planet to defeat Doom and finally finally defeats him many years later. And the people are like, whoa, it's 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 finally it's finally over. And then Thor emerges from the earth and uh it, it oh god, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I picture Jason here like sitting in his writing room, writing that, typing it out, and then like stopping and looking out the window going. Hot damn, that was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm just gonna pause a moment and be like, "That those were some good words put together." That relish was in my greatness. I'm a relish in that, and then go back to type in, you know. <laughs> and we're, it's implied that Thor dies here at the end, but we know that the King Thor limited series is still coming. Uh, so now let's talk about just briefly here at the end, and then we'll, we'll wrap up our thoughts on this awesome little tube issue story um the we mentioned ego the necro world he's taken on the powers of the all black uh right. he galactus galactus defeated gore in a way and then you know ego defeated galactus it's kind of like a you know a russian nesting doll kind of thing where they just there's you know, always a bigger fish oh yeah, always a bigger to, fish Ooh. to borrow words from my favorite like, jedi like always a bigger fish <laughs> and at the end, we realize that Ego has been pestered by this little worm. And Ego's like, you cannot stand against Ego, the necro world. And the worm's like whispering in his ear. And it took 99 years for the worm to finally drive Ego completely insane. And Ego falls apart. The all black is like dripping off of him. And then we see the worm fully formed. And this is what the worm says. Uh, well, ego ego the, the worm says ah the power of the necro sword that is all i asked and don't call me a worm not anymore call me loki the necro god loki the all butcher loki the end hmm. and then it, then at the bottom it says end of interlude end of everything that's the lead into the king thor limited series that we're going to cover in a, in, a, in a little bit but holy crap what an ending to this episode like, in the case of Worm v. Ego, if you didn't know that the worm was like Loki the whole time, you haven't been reading a lot of Loki or right. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It, final thoughts, I guess, other than like this was badass to the max. <laughs> Pretty much covers it. <laughs> yeah. And and I did like issues one through four. Like that's fine. Right. And, and I think they renumbered I like of course i would love the legacy numbers to hang out there but they're trying to get new readers and bring people in and they're like hey new thor number one that might be worth something like 10 years Ooh. from now i can put my kids in college um i i don't know like that that's the bait, that's the bait you know of, of the comic store but like i get it it's a new story arc you renumber it but then issues four and five are some of my favorite like i'll say going back and rereading this some of my favorite comics like no. i need to go bury pull them out of my like short and long boxes and and get them like 
graded and and capstan right like glass because it's just so fun and 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 it's it's just it's that's what comics that's why i'm here for comics like there's deep questions but there's like the art sequence with articulate words and deep dark existential questions (laughs) like right right (laughs) let's do it i will say i i piggyback off what will said like the issues one through four are good five and six are next level Mm -hmm. it is it really is like it's just weird like how i feel like because because when we get to when we finally get to cover king thor we're gonna see the return of gore we're gonna see the return of of loki as this character that we're introduced to at the end of this uh five and six it's like go back and read one and four if you're a completionist but seriously everybody within the sound of my voice will's voice Haley's voice you need to go read issues five and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Like it's it's required. You know what? It if if I'm if I'm doing my job as the Thor guy, I feel like it's required reading. Yeah, and I I would even say like go on eBay eBay and but I don't know how much they are on eBay, but like oh, get, get the sing, yeah get the single mm-hmm. issues and have them in your hand and kind of flip through the floppy like that. <laughs> that the Christian is... Ward art alone. Yeah. Yeah. Like not to mention the completely epic story. Um, but Haley, what'd you think? Uh kind of just as we wrap up and uh yeah, final thoughts on the crazy episode we had today. Well, you know, another classic Thor adventure, but something I love that was in <laughs> issue five, I believe, is when yeah, uh maybe it's six. Anyway, um, it's that idea of Thor always wrestling with is he worthy or not and he even mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. i guess it's issue six um he's still thinking about that after he's been through the penance stare or whatever and he's thinking about all the things in gore's words still just ring in his ears yeah. and so throughout yep. all the things he does it yep. still haunts him and that's we all have something that haunts us to this mm-hmm. day right it could be something mm-hmm. silly like i stepped in that play-doh that one time but for Thor, it's being unworthy. And it's, right. I love that. I love that that's the through line for all of it. Right. Yeah, I, that's fantastic. I, I don't think there's a better way to end the episode that mm-hmm. this, is, this is a classic in the way that it's Thor wrestling with the thing that he's been wrestling with since the beginning. Um, and it's a very real human thing. It's funny. He's a, he's a god and he's so powerful, but yet he is often felled by the most human thing. Um, am I worthy? Uh, so man awesome Haley before we head out of here can you tell us what's going on on source pages and uh, what you and Brian V. Klein have planned for the good people of the internet absolutely Brian V. Klein and I host source pages a rating collective podcast you can find us pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts things I've never even heard of Um, (laughs) we have right (laughs) things I've literally didn't know exist Uh, we have a Twitter an Instagram and a Facebook page and we just finished um, a primer for Andor where we talked about Rogue One and its novelization we're doing something really fun this next week where we're gonna talk about the nightmare before Christmas and we're reading um, Long Live the Pumpkin Queen which is this young adult novel that accompanies it and it's really really good Fun. um and then superhero related we're covering everything marvel through the end of the year and i'm very excited to read some dc comics for black adam coming up so i was gonna ask if you're doing some black, doing black adam. adam yep and i'm Man. really looking forward to it fantastic Fantas- <laughs> i love black an OP adam character is... <laughs> i mean yeah talk about another magic magical uh almost a fa- fantasy like character who's yeah. just uh 
he's pretty op and he's being portrayed by Dwayne the rock johnson who's kind of the the most op man alive (laughs) um we're gonna do the black uh, rain run for that if anyone wants to read along awesome. with us and, and what year you, was that was what year was that? it's um a 2000 it's it's one of those that it's a collection and so mm-hmm. it's uh jsa 2004 and hawkman 2002 and it jumps back and forth so okay. i'll post it on our show socials closer to time i was gonna say that also if, it down. if you follow uh if you follow them on uh instagram and twitter and like Haley's so good at letting you know what you're gonna read so if you want to do the homework before class you can um and yeah it's such a such a great great show and um i just you and brian are the coolest so uh you know we'll uh, we'll hope to hope to see all the things that you guys got coming on there's so much coming up to the night the end of the year like yeah, it's, it's a little it's stressful busy end of the <laughs> Lots year of reading uh you know i i get overwhelmed doing thor stuff and yeah. you guys are like let's do all of it <laughs> let's do all of crazy it. <laughs> but um everybody uh we, we've gotten a steady diet of will rose lately on the show uh and and when we know there's a lot of will rose stands out there who are just like man all the will rose we can get mm-hmm. um next week we're gonna give will a break will are you ready for right. a vacation yeah, but in the meantime, you can follow me at www.willlovesdogs.org and it has <laughs> his final plea. And that's and that's me cuddling with puppies and corgis and golden mm-hmm. retrievers and um Cisco Rodriguez and Mr. Fish. We have a <laughs> story. <laughs> like, you have to check out our so bonus show to find out more about it. that. Right um, now, right now, Faz is buying that uh, URL. He's gonna buy them, yeah. and then and then block my ass on that. Like, but that's, that's gonna um, no. He's but gonna like, block all of us after this. Block all us, yeah. But like um, so so yeah, you can follow me on those things, and my my adventures with uh, Cisco because right? Mr. Fish will be out soon. So everybody, if uh, if you want to find out what uh, the misadventures of Cisco Rodriguez and Mr. Fish, uh, what that <laughs> joke is all about, you can join our Patreon and you can join the Thor Corps and uh, you get to hear our bonus episode from this week. We drop a bonus episode every week and uh, they're a lot of fun. It's just a continuation of this conversation and you'll also get early episodes and you will also help determine the future of this show with 2023 closely approaching. We got to figure out what we're doing yeah. for 2023 because we're going to be out of Jason Aaron's stuff to read. And we're going to figure <laughs> out who, what creator we're going to focus on next. So that's going to be uh, part of the perks of being on the Thor Corps. Next week, we have a special episode. My good friend Ross Lawhead's going to stop by. And we're going to do a crossover episode with our uh, our Marvel spotlight on Adam Warlock. We're going to do a Thor-Adam Warlock crossover. Ross is a good friend of mine. And we've had a really good time recording all the Warlock episodes. We've just recorded, uh, as of now, we recorded episode three. And episode three was a complete banger. So um, Ross is going to stop by. We're going to talk about Adam Warlock and Thor next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram at the Mighty Thor Podcast. You can join our Facebook group. Uh, just be an awesome person and you'll get to be a part of our great group and have a bunch of conversations. Haley and Will are a part of the group. So if you want to talk to them, that's another great place to talk to them. Um, until then, though, everybody, uh, until we see you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, wherever you're at, just remember to do one thing. Let's stay worthy. <laughs>